I want you to picture a scene with me in Luke chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, you can certainly turn there. Turn that little flat screen on in your head. You know the one that I'm talking about, the one that you picture things with. Um, I want you to see this picture. I want you to put yourself in this story. As the cart bumps along, she is constantly adjusting how she sits. It's bumpy, but it's better than walking. Her back these days gets tight. If she stands too long, it's just hard on her. Her back has been getting tight lately. She's always thirsty, so she takes a drink from the wineskin. She thinks about how all this has happened. Just has happened since that night. It's been about four months now. Oh, that night I'll never forget how he told me not to worry. But how do you not worry when a 10-foot angel is standing in front of you? I was terrified, and, and yet there was peace in my heart. I can still hear his words as he says to me, Mary, do not be afraid. You have found favor with God. Then he said, listen to me very carefully. You will conceive a child and give birth to a son. And you will name him Jesus. And this child will be great and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. Somehow I, I managed to whisper out the words. How, how can this be since I've never had any relations with any man. And he told me, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Then he told me that my cousin Elizabeth would have a child and that she is already six months pregnant. Oh, the joy. Oh, the joy to be childless all those years and now in her later years and now to conceive a child like the angel said, truly nothing is impossible with God. I said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be done to me according to your word. Then he was gone. Well, that's how Mary found out she was pregnant. With the Son of God. Her, her faith to simply say, I am the Lord's servant. May, be, may it be done to me according to your word. That is faith, brothers and sisters. The ability to take the message of God and not see every step along the way and to accept it and pursue it, to carry it out. In Mary's case, she would quit, quite literally, carry the message of God for the next Nine months. Mary was young, very young, 14, 15, maybe 16. She was from a tiny village called Nazareth in the far north near the Sea of Galilee. By all accounts, she was average. She was betrothed to the man that she had probably known all her life, Joseph, a carpenter. When she asked the angel, how can this be? I've not been with the man. 
That wasn't a statement of doubt, but a function, right? She knew how babies were conceived, and she had not been with a man, but her acceptance of what the angel said as fact before she was actually pregnant. That is faith. We talk about this all the time, that faith is a gift from God. The ability to believe God's promises to us. But faith is not a blind faith. It is built, and as it is exercised, our faith grows. Does that make sense? It's a gift to us, and it grows. The angel gives her this message about Elizabeth, her cousin, who has been barren all of Mary's life. Elizabeth can remember when Mary was born. To hear that she is pregnant now in her sixth month, she must have, that must have been big news to Mary. Earth-shattering news. Because Mary sets out quickly to hurry, to hurry there and travels all the way there to a town in the south, in the hill country of Judah, near Jerusalem, to see her cousin Elizabeth. Scholars tell us that she was probably in her 60s, 70s, possibly even 80s. Mary must have been thinking, I have to see if this news the angel gave me is true or not. If it was, her faith would be built stronger, but she had to see with her eyes, so she travels there. Turn with me to the Gospel of Luke, if you would. And I want us to spend a few minutes together this Christmas Eve looking at this meeting of these two women. Elizabeth, she doesn't have a cell phone. She doesn't have a letter. She doesn't have anything, carrier pigeon, anything saying Mary's on her way. She doesn't know Mary is about to arrive. So look at this in verse 40. She entered Zechariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. Mary doesn't, I'm sorry, Elizabeth doesn't see Mary. Mary just calls out to Elizabeth. Elizabeth was pregnant with John. The forerunner of Christ promised in the Old Testament he would be called John the Baptist because of all his baptism. He would be called this man of God. Elizabeth's husband, Zechariah, had been told that she would conceive a child in her old age with him and that this baby would be filled with the Holy Spirit. John is this picture of Elijah, if you will, this same kind of an idea. And that this baby would be filled with the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. Now, Mary is carrying baby Jesus, and she has she is less than a month that she is. I mean, she's just barely long. She can't even feel the baby move yet. She would not have been able to, to tell anyone for fear. So she's concealing it and no one would know. There's no baby bump there yet. Mary is carrying though the son of God. So Mary calls out to Elizabeth as she walks in the door. Look at verse 41. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt inside her and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Don't you just love this picture? When Elizabeth hears Mary's voice, the baby leaps. This is not a little movement. This isn't the elbow, mama. This isn't the foot. This isn't the head bumping. This is a giant leap that John takes inside Elizabeth. Now, babies can be startled inside mama's tummies, right? They can hear a loud 
uh, noise, a bump, and they will be startled. But this is the opposite. Elizabeth is startled by John in the womb, jumping inside her at the sound of, jo- of Mary's voice. Why is that? Well, we see the Trinity at work here. God the Father is spirit. He is everywhere. God the Son being carried by Mary a month along, just a little bitty guy an inch long. The third member of the Trinity is the Holy Spirit, which is inside John, and he is inside Elizabeth, and she has the Holy Spirit too. Here we see just this tiny picture of this love of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for each other. This is a beautiful picture. This is one God, but three persons of God. And here we see it physically take center stage. It tells us that the Holy Spirit comes upon Elizabeth too, and I love this. Watch what happens to Elizabeth. Now remember, she doesn't know Mary is coming, right? She hasn't had any news from Mary, but listen carefully to what she says. Verse 42, then Elizabeth with a loud cry, blessed are you among women and your child will be blessed. How could this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? How does Elizabeth know Mary is carrying Jesus? The Holy Spirit of God reveals it to her. She is carrying this child. The Holy Spirit of God reveals it to her. And Elizabeth, a much older woman compared to Mary, who is a teenager, is in awe of her teenage cousin. Look at those words. Blessed are you among women and your child will be blessed. Mary is blessing Elizabeth with her presence. And Mary is blessing Jesus as she carries him. What a gift to both women, isn't it? What a gift to us to record this story for us to read it. Mary's faith had to take an instant jump, an instant increase. The angel was right. She knew it. She believed it. But to have that faith strengthened by sight... And listen, if she did not believe the angel, she would not have taken the trip to see Elizabeth. But she took the step of faith. She started on that journey. And now her faith has become sight, at least in this part. I want you to see something here. Faith is a gift from God. It's not you that somehow kind of gins up enough faith, right? It's from God. It's it's not from you, but what you is from you is your ability to exercise and grow that faith. Every one of you has that. You do that by taking steps of faith, literally one step in front of the other. Step by step, as you move through life, you follow Jesus. You see that God really is who he claims to be in Christ Jesus. Here's a promise for those of you who are Christians. There's always a next step in your faith journey, of what God is waiting for you to take. There's always a next step. And no, you can't see all the details and know all the ins and outs of what God is asking you to do beforehand. That's why they call it faith, if you're unclear on that, right? Both Mary and Elizabeth 
are exercising their faith and here uh, it's giving them this great joy. I want you to connect this because they are seeing this, this great joy, this jumping inside them. This joy is because they are taking these steps of faith. Elizabeth tries to explain uh, her joy. Look at verse 44 with me. For you see, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leapt for joy inside me. Luke, the man writing this down in your Bible, was a Gentile physician. He knew babies. He knew moms expecting babies. He's, it's interesting how he writes this compared to Matthew, who is not a physician and a Jew, it's just his little uh, look at this. Look, Luke would have interviewed Mary for his book. This is critical to understand. He had access to her, and, and we know that she was alive when he was writing this account. She would have been in her early 70s. We guess around 72, 73 years old. What I'm saying is that Mary herself is telling us this story. These are the words of Mary. This scene seared into her memory of Elizabeth, her cousin, in those first few moments. Oh, get this. Can't you see Elizabeth wrapping her arms around Mary with her big tummy bumping into Mary? She's reaching over her tummy to give her a hug. And now when Mary is telling the story about meeting Elizabeth, do you see what's happening? She is the age now Elizabeth would have been when she's pregnant with John. Look at verse 45 here. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill what he has spoken to her. Elizabeth is praising He's praising Mary because she believed in God's promise of faith and took steps without seeing evidence of it. And remember, Mary's not told Elizabeth anything yet. Elizabeth just knows as the Holy Spirit speaks through her. Is that not cool? She just knows. But then it's Mary turn, Mary's turn. Her soul is just bursting at the seams with joy that her faith is now sight. Faith becoming sight. And this is really happening to her. Look at verse 46 with me. And Mary said, My soul praises the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. Oh, do you get that she is praising Jesus right now while she is carrying Him in her belly? She is praising the baby bump. Right? That's awesome. But why? Why praise the baby bump? Look at verse 48. Because he has looked with favor on the humble condition of his servant. She's talking about herself. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. Because the mighty one has done great things for me. And his name is holy. I mean, she realizes she's poor. She realizes she has no social standing whatsoever. She's not important at all in the world's eyes. She, she realizes she's not perfect. She realizes she's a sinful creature just like you and I are. She realizes she's incomplete and doesn't measure up to carrying the God who literally created the universe. Every atom in the universe, the baby inside her had created. 
And yet, she has accepted this responsibility to carry God. So she worships him. And remember, from Sunday's message, we worship what we believe to be true. We sacrifice. We change our lives. The trajectory of our life changes based on what we believe truth to be. We sacrifice for it. Her life will not go according to plan. I mean, since she's been a little girl, she has made plans to marry this man that she's been betrothed to probably all of her life, Joseph. Her identity now is mother of Jesus. And what had a, a hard road she would have to travel. Mary begins to prophesy and she says this about the baby in her womb. She says, His mercy is from generation to generation on those who fear Him. He has done a mighty deed with His arm. He has scattered the proud because of the thoughts of their hearts. He has toppled the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has satisfied the hungry with good things and sent them, sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering his mercy to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he spoke to our ancestors. Don't miss this. Don't miss this thing here. What Mary is saying is that she is blessed because of who Jesus is and was. And will be. She is pointing out the faithfulness of God in the past, in the present, and prophesying about the future. Now you get this, don't you? She is ta- she's even talking about you right now. If you are in Christ Jesus, you have been grafted in to the family of God. You have been given life. God's spiritual family. You are spiritual descendants of Abraham. Mary is saying that the baby in her tummy is going to give you mercy. That's Mary talking about you. If you are a believer, you have been born again. Spiritually, you have been given new life. And one day you'll be given a new body. That little analogy is not just a metaphor that you go, it's nice. It is a picture of the truth. I want you to turn that around for just a second. Like Mary, you carry Christ in your body. I know that sounds crazy, but hear me out. When Jesus was telling his disciples that he would be crucified and killed the next day, laid in a tomb and raised to life on the third day, all his disciples were way upset. So Jesus told them this. He said in John 14, 18, he says, I will not leave you as orphans. I am coming to you. In a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live too. On that day, you will know that I am in my Father and you are in me and I am in you. Did you catch that? If you are a Christian, you have Christ Jesus inside you through the Holy Spirit. You carry the power of God. And and do you want to know if you have Christ Jesus in you? Like, do you want to know if you are a believer in Christ truly? Jesus says this in the next verse. He says that if you are, he says, the one who has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. 
And the one who loves me will be loved by my Father. I also will love him and will reveal myself to him. Mary loved Jesus with all her heart. She would be there at every turn of his life to give herself to him. Even at his crucifixion, this little middle-aged woman, probably wrapped in black as her son hung bleeding on a cross. Well, we close our time this way. Go back to that wagon ride we started with. I ask you to picture when she was going home. Mary is showing as she gets closer to the village of Nazareth. There's nothing she can do. She prays, Jesus, what will I do? Joseph is justifying, about to find out that I'm pregnant. Will he believe me? My parents, will they, uh, will they disown me? My family, what will my village say? Will they stone me? Mary leans back. She rubs her tummy. She is carrying the Christ. She knows it's been four months now that she has been carrying him. In just a few more months, she will deliver him and cradle that tiny baby in her arms. And in just 33 years, this baby in her tummy will deliver her and save her from her sins by offering himself as the perfect sacrifice for sins for those who would believe on his name, for those who would follow him with their full heart. This Christmas, what will you do? Will you let Jesus be born in you? Will you give up everything for him and follow him in faith, even though that you don't see the end? This Christmas... Let him take your life and you take his. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're humbled tonight to celebrate the first advent, the coming of your rescue mission, Jesus. And God, our hearts are full as we look forward to his second advent, the second coming when Jesus will come and rescue his people. God, we trust in you tonight for our salvation. God, we live our lives for you. As you just continue to pray with your head bowed and your eyes closed. If you're not a Christian, this is simply how to become a Christian. Simply believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Express it with your lips that the Father raised Him from the dead. But listen to me. Listen very close. I'm not saying it's like pull some lever or push some button and, and, and if you just pray this prayer, you're saved. No, I'm saying you give yourself for Him. Exchange places. You give Him your life, all the sin, all the rottenness from your past. And you believe now on Him for your salvation. If you do that, He will give you His righteousness. And how you do it, just simply pray. Believe. We believe that you have been called from death to life. If that's true, then act on it. That picture is a picture of that light spreading. 
like you've just heard the gospel. You've heard that Jesus has come to earth as a child, but fully God and yet fully man to bear the weight, to be this perfect sacrifice for sins. Is he who he claims to be or not? That's the question. If you believe he is, why not follow him? So just take just a moment right now. Deep in your heart, pray this prayer. Jesus, I believe who you say you are. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you came to this earth as a baby. I believe you lived the perfect life, died on a Roman cross, was raised the third day by God the Father. And I believe that you have paid for my sins. Can I just change places with you right now, Jesus? I take your life. You take mine. And what you're doing is you just say, I repent of all the things in my life. Jesus has paid for those sins. They're gone. And what you look forward to is walking after Jesus, following him. So end your prayer like this. Thank you for saving me, Jesus. I want to follow you all my days. Help me, God. Help me to quit sinning. Help me to become holy like you are. Give me that Holy Spirit in me that I can just commune with you. And I look forward to the day you return. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.
that Holy Spirit in me that I can just commune with you. And I look forward to the day you return. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.